By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. OMG, I have an idea. You have an idea? We are not so straight talk. another episode of Not So Straight Talk on Hunter's Bay Radio and MuskokaRadio.com. And today we're speaking with Colin. Colin is, lives in Toronto, living with HIV, a wonderful human being. And we are going to talk to his life experience and what he's been going through and what he's up to now. Hi, Colin. How are you? Hello. How are you? It's a pleasure I'm to be here. wonderful. Oh, I'm so glad you came on board, Colin. Uh, we've known each other a few years. Yes, one or we two. Have. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, been, it's been good. It's a been been good. It's been a good experience. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell anybody. Oh no, I won't tell them you're a nice person. That would destroy you. I mean, seriously, you know, your reputation right. would go out the door there. You know. <laughs> so World AIDS Day is coming up on December first. Uh, I'm not sure if this airs just before or just after, but I think it's one of those. Um, so tell us about World AIDS Day for you. What does that mean? Oh, so for me, I think World AIDS Day is for me mostly. It's a day that we can remember the sacrifices of those who have passed. I think that's the most important part of World Day's Day. Um, but we've lost millions. We lost millions. And I think World Day's Day is, 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 is part of trying to remember what those experiences were during the 80s and the, the 80s and the 90s, uh, when there was no medications, when people were dying, when governments were indifferent, uh, when populations were indifferent. But it's also a call to the general population to recognize that AIDS has not gone. It is still here. HIV is still, people are still being infected. And, 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 and you know, until, and, I mean, it's up to us to keep that on the go, to keep that in the forefront, basically. Yeah. So how long have you been living with HIV, Colin? This is going to be year 39. I was diagnosed. 39 in, years. Yeah, I was diagnosed in 84. Um, and that, that in itself is a very interesting story. The doctor who did the test was a family friend and had the test done. And when he called me to tell me that I was HIV positive, he also informed me that he could no longer be my doctor. Hmm. So it was like a double whammy, for lack of a better word. 
um, it, I mean, I was just totally devastated because now not only did I just learn I was going to die in technically three years, but also that the person who I thought would have been able to have offered me some medical advice had just told me to get the hell out of his office, basically. Yeah. Hmm. That's a bit rough when you get that kind of diagnosis. Well, that was, to be honest, that was basically what was happening back then. I mean, that was, you know, I mean, back, I mean, from 81, when AIDS first started to really appear, I'd have to say up until like the late 80s, so 89-ish, 90. I mean, that was basically the understanding that, you know, if you got it, you know, you had between six to three years, six months to three years to live. And, mm. you know, it, it, that was it. Yeah. I mean, they didn't know anything, you know, they, they had no idea what was causing it. So I, you know, so um, 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 myths were rampant, misinformation was rampant, somewhat reminiscent of nowadays when it comes to COVID, you know, but it, it was quite similar. Nobody knew what was going on. They didn't know how it was transmitted. They didn't know all the population that was getting infected were people, were homosexuals. That, that was right. all that they really knew, you know? Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was not nice. It wasn't nice. You know? Right, right. And and the governments basically turned their back on it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, hell, why would they care about people who were gay? Seriously, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we were in our own ghettos, villages for our own survival. So again, we were, you know, out of sight, out of mind, basically is what it was. And I mean, I, and then again, I suspect too, they, they were considering the tremendous costs of what it might be to have to actually take care of people who are HIV positive, you know? Um, mm. And the pharmaceutical companies, well, heck, there was no motivation for them either, you know? But all of that led to what, what became HIV activism. You know, groups like ACT UP in New York, um, you know, groups in Canada, groups around the world, you know, people marching, you know, the AIDS quilt, you know? Um, and that was what made the change. It wasn't that government sat back and said, oh, we need to do something. It was grassroots activism, you know, and, and basically embarrassing them in so many ways. You know? And then families started to get affected, you know, because their children were dying. So you had that and, and the ball just kept rolling after that. And then with the addition of big names like uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Rock Hudson, um, who I think really in many ways changed the face of HIV activism, being one of the early stars, who act, movie stars who actually came out and acknowledged he was HIV positive. Um, I think that also helped in changing everything, the dynamic, um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, what do you, what's the biggest thing that you remember of those times? The deaths. The deaths and the... The, the, the not seeing people for a while and knowing why they had disappeared. Um, because, I mean, we were, you know, the gay community is, 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 a, is a small community, but it's also a large community. I don't know if the people can understand what I mean by that. You know, we, we, the bars we went to, we, you know, you ran into the same people, you saw the same faces over time. Um, so I think that was part of it. You know, you just saw that people were missing, people who you, you know, you'd see, what, what happened to so-and-so? And then there were the phone calls telling you that they were in, a, at that time it was the Wesley Hospital that people went into Toronto in the early ages for HIV to care. Um, 
and I saw I lost a couple of friends there. Um, but th that was part of it. Then, of course, there was the 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 oh, I'm, I'm going to call it the camouflage because people were trying to cover up the rashes, the the this thrush, you know, the weight loss. So you had people who were wearing two or three pants or three three sweatpants to cover up the fact that they were losing weight in the middle of summer. You saw people wearing scars, not because they were trying to affect, you know, this beautiful dress. It was because they were covering up rashes, you know, mm -hmm. um, screams on their on, the, on their skins because, again, the rashes. Um, um, the, you know, it was it. It, it was. I, the world is devastating. Because, you know, you never knew. And that was the other thing, the uncertainty, because you did not know who was be the next person who you found out had succumbed to this illness, you know, and especially for the African Caribbean and black populations. You know, it really I think it really hit us really. I don't want to say it, it, it really impacted us more, I think, than the general population, because our our, our mechanisms for for keeping abreast of things were private house parties. Well, the people who used to host those house parties, they were the ones that died. Mm. So there was no longer that safe space for us to go to find information, you know, and that, that was terrible. It was, it, you know, um, I mean, I know I personally, I think I personally put all the Colgate kids to university, the amount of mouthwash I was buying and toothpaste just to try to prevent thrush because nobody, we did not know what it was. You know, uh, and I'm sure I wasn't the only person who was trying their own homemade, you know, um, um, methods to, to, you know. Um, but again, until until it was discovered that um, the virus was transmitted through sex and blood work, you know, there were so, people were afraid to sit up, you know, hold hands, kiss. Uh, so all those sort of interconnections that we used to have were also gone. You know, you couldn't hug somebody now, even if. Even if you knew they had HIV, even if you knew they had AIDS, because it was called AIDS back then, you know, grid AIDS, um, you couldn't hug them because you, were, you, you didn't know whether hugging them would bring it on, you know. So there was all of that, you know, going on. It, it was, um, I, I think the words I would use would be scary, um, um, sad, saddening, um, sickening um frustration um and and just a, almost a loss of hope you know because mm. you really did not know i i guess i i mean i know they've had move pictures and television shows who have tried to capture what it was like in the 80s and i i tried watching a couple of them i tried watching i think it's called insta sin and i got as far as i think maybe 15 minutes into the show because that's all i could deal with you know, it just brought back so many, flooded me with so many memories of so many friends that I have had that are definitely no longer here, not in the least. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. So during the, the demonstrations, what were the police engagements like during all that time? Oh, the police were out there in riot gear half the time. You know, they were, they were there to stop us. You know, it, it was not friendly. I mean, I, some of the some of the some of the things I took place in, there was definitely quite a bit of um, I wouldn't say rock throwing, but water throwing and, you know, violent connections with the, with the police. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, the police are there to maintain the order 
of being healthy, wealthy, white and wise and all the rest of that shit. You know what I mean? The W's. <laughs> they were not there for the H's. You know, hemophiliacs, homosexuals and Haitians, which you know what I mean? I don't know how else to put it. But no. Um, but I mean, and, and I think also because the police were there in authoritarian role, they also... I mean, there were times when they came, when they arrived dressed. I mean, you'd have thought that these people were going into outer space the way they were dressed. You know what I mean? Um, full body gear and gloves. And yeah, you know, it, it was almost like a, 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 a pre-Paz hazmat suit, for lack of a better word. You know, it's the only way I could look at it, you know. Um, but no. But again, it, it, and because they were not sure of how we got it, they were not willing to touch us. So they were using their batons or their shields as, you know, to, to, to force us back. Yeah. It was mm. not nice. It was no. Nice. Yeah. So what we're going to do right now, Pitches, we're just going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Hunters Bay Radio and MuskokaRadio.com. And we'll be right back with Pigeon and talk to Colin some more about HIV and living in today and thriving. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Hi, Pigeons. Welcome back to the second half of Not So Straight Talk with Geriatric on Hunters Bay Radio 88.7 and MuskokaRadio.com. And we're still here with Colin. And we're talking about World AIDS Day, HIV history, and thriving and living through the times. Right, Colin? Yes, we are. I made it. (laughs) Yeah, no, and that's the important thing. And we were just talking about how important the history around this is, like during the break. Yeah, Yeah. it really, yeah. And, and, And I think that's part... I don't want to say, I don't want to say problem because problem is un, problem makes it sound like an insurmountable thing. But I think part of the challenge is that, and don't get me wrong, the younger generation and, and, the, and the, pop, the general population has no very little idea about the history of AIDS, of, of AIDS. Uh, you know, they might've heard about Rock Hudson or, you know, you know, one or two others, but you know, there is so much more to that story. It's a story of resilience. It's a story of, you know, grassroots engagement, you know. And there's so many names that have been lost throughout the, you know, throughout it all that people are not familiar with, who I think should be familiar with. Ryan White, you know, um, um, uh, uh, um, what's her name? Marsha. Marsha. What's the other lady? Um, um, I'm just trying to remember who else there was. But uh, yeah, you know, there's so many other names, you know, Elizabeth Taylor, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, all of those people. And then, you know, there are the Canadians as well who are quite involved. And we need, we need to find a way, because this is not just an HIV education. It's also part of the gay movement as well, because both were intertwined in so many ways. So I really think it's important that people, I mean, there are great movies out there, I, yeah, I can't watch them, but you can. <laughs> um, you know, they're great movies. They're great documentaries. There's some amazing books. I know Netflix has done some amazing stuff right now on online. Uh, and yeah, you know, I think it's important for people to get, understand what happened and why it happened and how, how we've changed it. 
I mean, now we're living. And that's due to one amazing medication, you know, um, and and in and part of that, part of that med, part of that medic, those medications have also benefited everybody else because the gene therapies that were learned, you know, throughout using and you know, um, trying to look find um, HIV medications, a lot of that is what what helped to create the COVID vaccine. But people don't know all of this sort of stuff, you know. So those elements, our, our, our fight has benefited a majority of people who are not aware of it. You know, mm. we were the ones who started questioning doctors, you know, because of the bad medications we were getting, the original AZT, which was just a toxic element, you know. And I, one of the things I really feel is that I think AZT was diagnosed, was um, no, was um, prescribed incorrectly because I mean I was getting the same amount as a guy who was twice my size. How does that make sense? But you know these were the these were the learning processes that we had to go through, you know. So I think and it's, I think, and, it, and it's what's helped us today. Yes, as yeah. well. So it's really yeah. important to people remember that. And right. many patients now advocate for themselves with their doctors. With their doctors, of, yeah. Before yeah. they, and nobody did. You know, your doctor was a god. If he said, if he said, take five of this a day, you took five of that a day. You know, regardless regardless of what the side effects were. You know, <laughs> but no, I mean, now we have medications that, for the most part, have the, the side effects affect so few people who take it that this again is part of the HIV movement. You know. Um, and then the other thing I really want to add, and I think, the, you know, the other big piece for me when it comes to World AIDS Day <clears throat> is I really think that we have not been educating the, the broader population as much as we should be. Um, as, as, as people who are HIV positive with our organizations called ASOs, aid service organizations, we tend to be gatekeepers within our own communities. And we share a lot of what we have learned only within ourselves, you know? I mean, I go, I go to meetings and it's the same people I see at conferences. You know what I mean? We need, we, I mean, the last, the last mass educational HIV campaign was done in 1989, okay? It's no wonder then why we have people who still feel that you can get HIV from shaking hands or sitting on a toilet. You know, which is ridiculous, you know, and if we think that people are going to go online to search this stuff, we are so, so, mis we're so misgotten, really, you know, really. So, uh, you know, we have to smooth, you know, spoon feed people, you know, and we can't just start by telling them stuff like U equals U, which is great, you know, undetectable is equals untransmittable, which means that, you know, you as a, somebody who is who is um, HIV positive, I cannot, if I'm taking my medications, pass on the, the illness. But you can't go to that. You need to bring people up, like, what is HIV, you know? How you transfer, how, how you can get infected before you lead them to that part. Because if they don't understand the basics, they're not going to understand you because you. It, it doesn't work like that. You see, it's like, a it's, you know, it's like saying two plus two and then bringing somebody into quantum physics and expect them to, to make that jump. It just doesn't happen, you know? Uh, um, you know, and again, I think for members of the African Caribbean and black population and, and um, LGBTIQ, um, we, we, we have a, 
it's it's a better challenge for us in so many ways because you know we're affected by so many other things the racism the depredation you know the lack of funding um and all of those things which make it far and the homophobia which is rampant the religion within our communities so our 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 stats are rising you know and i just read a piece i think two days ago from um statistics canada um hiv rates have been rising in canada over the last five years but the press is not talking about this okay and mm-hmm. we need to get them to talk about this that's why things mm-hmm. like world aids day is a, is really critically important mm-hmm. so do you so what do you so what do you think some of the challenge is is it just um access to testing and treatment do you think it's like education that seems to be we need to work on it's 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 both uh, you cannot separate treatment from prevention you can't that's 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 for me the first thing okay and i find that the government tends to swing the pendulum depending on i don't know whether the the, the groundhog gets out early in christmas or whatever the heck it is i don't know how they figure it out but um you cannot <laughs> no, seriously <laughs> i think i just mixed up my my thing. but it works for me okay people know what i mean it's all good it's all good <laughs> you know um no you cannot separate prevention from 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 treatment you can't okay because there are people who are going to be infected so you're going to try to stop them from getting infected but the people who are infected you want to actually make sure that they actually survive so both dovetail together and i find that the governments governments not government nowadays tend to push one over the other every now and then and you know and that's part one part two funding is not consistent okay You'll get funding for a project and they'll give you two years of funding to hire this, that, that. When that's over, even if the program has worked, they cancel it. That makes no sense, you know? Um, So we need consistent funding. We need more research. We definitely need more research, especially as to how medications are going to affect us in the long term. I think that's really important. I also think that while now there are many, many of the newly infected um, take a pill and don't necessarily have to go into their doctors or stuff like that, I might not need the services of other other aid service organization. I'm going to tell them that's going to change. Because as you get older, you will require services that can be provided from by an ASO. But I also think our ASOs need to adapt and pivot and start looking at the other issues that we now face, uh, mental health, addiction, um, older, older age, the comorbidities that go along with that. Because we're not dying from AIDS. We're not, that, those are, that's past. We're now dying from heart attacks and everything else. So, you know, <laughs> so we need to get a more, a definitely a more holistic approach to our care. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Oh, good. <laughs> if only everybody was like me, right? <laughs> yes. And, and, and you were in the government. Yeah, <laughs> it no, life easier, you know, but no, but I think, you know, we, we need, uh, you know, I, and again, as I say, there, there was a gap between we lost people say one generation. I think it's closer to two generations in what we lost in the AIDS in the AIDS epidemic, you know, the height of the AIDS epidemic. And that, that continuity of knowledge between my age group, 
and I'm saying my age group because I'm sort of made it, uh, to the younger generation now getting affected, that information is missing. And we have no mentorship or linkage programs to bring us together. So that's another reason why people don't know the history because nobody's telling them, you know, mm. And, mm. and yeah. So the biggest thing, our takeaway is get tested, get treatment. So we don't have a repeat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and testing is, I mean, there's no good thing to it. You know, it's not, I mean, you're not going to die if you're positive, you know, you are going to be linked to clear. You know, so it's not as I know. It's, yeah, it it is traumatic, but it's not as what's the word I want? Rip roaring crazy as it used to be. Put it that way. <laughs> you know, you can you will survive. But more importantly, there's a massive community out there, a huge community beyond your wildest dreams. You know, we laugh, we have fun together, we actually do go to parties. <laughs> you know, we hold great conferences. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and you know, it's we're not just local and national, we're international and we're huge, you know. And um, I, I think it's important because we also bring uh, one of the a friend of mine actually once once told me really amazing. He said prior to him being HIV positive, he really had no idea about dealing with black people or other people of other cultures. He says HIV brought him into that because that's who he's talking to, you know, and he says, what a wealth of knowledge it has brought him. So you know, it's, you know, you, you become more culturally aware and you begin to understand and I think love people more. But more, the other thing is I think you really get an appreciation of life, which is the best thing that you could possibly do. Well, Pigeon, on that note, I have to say thank you so much, Colin, for joining us. We greatly, and it's hard to believe we're out of time already. I know. <laughs> it goes quick, doesn't wow. it? Dang. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pigeon, make sure that you get out, get tested, get on treatment, and get it so you can take care of yourself and learn a little history, Pigeon. So important. And again, Colin, thank you so much for taking My the time to meet with us. My pleasure. And remember, Pigeon, stay safe, stay loved, and hate has home, no home here. All right, Pigeon, bye bye. Human right. Inclusion, diversity, equality, acceptance. That's the idea. And that's, that's-